We had never had a, a conversation about Israel and Palestine. She had never expressed any concerns about uh, my uh, position and uh, the statements that our party had produced uh, uh, with respect to that. So I believe that this is a completely manufactured uh, reason for her leaving. And I would say that given uh, the statement uh, that Ms. Atwin made yesterday, it couldn't possibly have been such a closely hold, held belief for her uh, if four days later uh, she adopted a position which I think we can all agree is at least, um, if not more, uh, moderate uh, than the statements uh, that had been put out by our party. So that is uh, Green leader Anna May Paul commenting on now former Green MP Jenica Atwin, who has taken her anti-Israeli views over to the Liberals. And since going to the Liberals, Ms. Atwin now doesn't actually really know what she believes because, well, the Liberals are just trying to scrub all the anti-Semitic stench off their newest party member. But certainly since her departure, uh, the Green Party has just started imploding. And earlier today, the former leader, who still thinks she's leader, Elizabeth May, told the new leader, apologize to that floor crosser and fight to get her back. I mean, <laughs> really? I don't know if that's ever happened, but uh, no, that's a bit bizarre. And then later this afternoon, there were calls from Ms. Paul's resignation, which Paul rejected. And now the parties triggered the process to remove Ms. Paul from the leadership. Now, look, it makes no difference to me what happens to this party, but I can't. The treatment this woman is getting, I think, is appalling. And I look at Elizabeth May, and she may have built this Green Party, but she seems pretty intent on destroying it. Too. Let me bring in John Robson to this conversation, columnist for the National Post and executive director of the Climate Discussion Nexus. Good to have you. Good to be here. I mean, here we are in this country. We've got the first black Jewish woman leader. leader. She's, she's smart, whether you agree with her or not. And yet since day one, she has uh, faced resistance and anti-Semitism. And I mean, she, she may be just what this party needs, John. And it looks to me as if Elizabeth May does not want anyone else to succeed. And, and so they want her gone. Certainly, Ms. May had a bit of a reputation for being a one-woman band. And it, it's often difficult for the next leader of a figure like that um, to establish their own identity without getting undercut. It's hard to know what's going on, but certainly Ms. May is not supporting Ms. Paul. She is, that really does seem to be causing, trying to get her... Uh, her leadership to collapse. And it, we also don't really quite know what happened. I mean, apparently, um, Jenica Atwin left because the Green Party wasn't sufficiently anti-Israel. And the Liberals said, <laughs> hey, great, come over here. And then people said, so are you saying that you're anti-Israel? And they went, oh, what, uh, what was that, us? <laughs> and next thing you know, um, Ms. Atwin, mm. a classic sort of liberal uh, procedure, she suddenly didn't remember what her opinions were or hold them anymore. <laughs> Uh, that was, you know, leaving on principle. Her words were not meant to harm, John. Come on. You read the talking point. The words were yeah, not it, meant to harm. So, so nobody yeah. apparently in this, in this whole thing has any idea what's going on, and, and neither do we. It's very hard to tell what's happening with the Green Party, but I agree with you. This looked like the kind of leader they needed to give them a national profile. I mean, journalists would always ground in the Green Party's the conscience of the nation. Elizabeth May speaks for us all. It's like, well, it's not getting a lot of votes for someone that people feel that way about. That's a bit odd. And um, so this looked like the Green Party was going to broaden its appeal. But one of the odd things about the Green Party, you would think that the Green Party would have a political philosophy that was an organic in nature. Basically, they mm. wouldn't just be in favor of the environment. 
but they would choose their other policies based on the same kind of thinking that makes us want to work with nature and not against it, and holistic and decentralized. And instead, you know, they're a very, very hardline left-wing party and every other issue relentlessly in favor of abortion on demand, which is a high-tech surgical procedure that strikes me, whatever else you may say about it, has not been hugely natural. They're big fans of forced unionization, which, again, is very unorganic. And now it turns out that they're sort of like relentlessly anti-Israel to the point that you suspect them of anti-Semitism. And again, you know, I've actually been to Israel, and I have seen that, among many other things, the Zionists and then the Israelis made the desert bloom. And you'd think this would mm-hmm. be a good thing in the eyes of the Green Party. you think, wow, that's amazing. Israel is a you know, very, very strong environmental conscience, very into environmental stuff. Um, but instead, they're like, hey, climate change is terrible and long live communism. And um, this is, I think it's why the party hasn't become a, a serious rival to the NDP, is that they're just, they're not what they seem. And this, uh, this episode is just making things worse. Yeah, I don't even see how this party uh, survives this. I mean, we are very close to an election. And I mean, if you're a green supporter, you have to be looking at this going, are you kidding? I can't I can't support this. But I mean, just from an outsider's view, I mean, to suggest that that Anna Mae Paul should go now and apologize to this MP and beg her to come back isn't just absurd. I mean, it's a non-starter. She, she owes this woman nothing. Well, no, and I'd like to see uh, Elizabeth May do that, right? This is, you know, it, it, even even if you think that the leader kind of botched it, and I'm not saying that she did, but suppose you do think so, that if you go and grovel and beg for the forecrosser to come back, you're not the leader, right? Whoever told you to apologize is the leader. And besides, especially if she left because she was irrationally and hatefully anti-Israel, why would you want her back? Unless she, you know, had a road to Damascus experience and said, I've been to Yad Vashem and I've learned about the Holocaust and I've seen the threat Israel lives under and I've realized my previous views were insane. Please forgive me. So she came to the leader and said, I'm really sorry for what I did. Can I please come back to the party? That's one thing. But when she stomped out saying, you know, these people seem to be willing to have Israel defend itself and not, get, you know, get pushed into the sea and I can't possibly accept that. Uh, then why would you want her back? And, and you know, she then she crossed to the liberals after all the Green Party said about the liberals. So, you know, she doesn't have any principles and they're terrible. So <laughs> the idea that the solution to all this is to go, oh, no, no, please, we'll change whatever you want. Uh, the the yeah. leader says, um, it's like a, a, somebody I used to work for once said, if you have to put boss on your business card, you're not. You know, right. you, you just cut this person dead. You say they're a turncoat. You say they're anti-Semite. They have no place in this party. But if the party then says, guess what? They do. Then, you know, <laughs> the leader leaves the party and says, hey, I want to be pro-environment. I don't want to be anti-Israel. And and you saw one of, I mean, one of her, her senior advisors had this thing about, yeah. and it was like, we have every left-wing view you could possibly imagine, and we're Zionist. But uh, again, I wonder if there wouldn't be people who would think, for instance, that capitalism is actually much more organic than socialism. And the Green Party ought to be into free markets. That there should be sort of diversity of views inside the party, but instead there's just this hard-line weirdness. Um, almost as they're trying to ride the environmental issue, in, you know, the, the classic insult about watermelons, that they're green on the outside but red on the inside. 
And and again, why why would this be a natural consequence of caring about the environment? Lots of people care about the environment. I'm currently trying to introduce holistic management to my <laughs> my front and backyard, and you know, turn the dirt back into soil and do all kinds of this. That I'm a very committed environmentalist, but I think you and your audience realize that this doesn't mean that I am a singing the international here. Right. And nor would you put up with hateful views, which apparently, you know, management around Anime Paul had brought up from day one saying, look, we have a part, we have a problem here, like a Labour Party problem, and we've got to get rid of it. And, and I and I don't know what the backstory is. I wasn't there. But I assume that Anime Paul said, yes, we have to we have to do a bit of a cleanse. And the base rejected that. But then you have to ask yourself, John, why would the liberals want her? I mean, she's got such a toxic stench, this new MP. You know, and, and the Jew, and the Jews. I mean, they they vote liberal. I mean, they they have been a large part. I mean, they've moved away certainly under Harper, came over to the conservative side. But the liberals still draw a lot of Jewish voters for whatever reason. They are loyal to this party. But why would the liberals want these kinds of views in their party, especially at a time when all these politicians are talking about rooting out hate and anti-Semitism? I mean, the prime minister hasn't been asked about this, but he will be, and I'm sure he'll mumble out something. But there's no real excuse. You can write her talking points, but she is who she is. She believes what she believes. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to face the fact that demographics of Canada have changed, that the Israel haters vastly outnumber the Jews in Canada now. Let's be quite blunt about it. So, you know, but I I don't think with the liberals it was really that kind of calculation. It was just their their brass knuckle approach to politics. Hooray, we're grabbing an MP. So they took her, you know, they didn't they didn't Mm -hmm. look inside the horse. And then they went, oh, my goodness, like, this is going to be awkward because, you know, we are supposed to be against hate and we're supposed to have a sort of never again attitude to the Holocaust and so on. That it's bad optics to look too friendly to Hamas. So then they went to Erwin Kotler and said, Erwin, can you do us a solid? Like, we've got to we have a conference on anti-Semitism. It'll, it'll, it'll cover up this crass blunder we just made. If they had any yeah. principles at all, they'd just tell her, you know what? I don't know why we let you into the party. We, we were busy with something else. Get out. Like we have no use. We were busy with a few hundred other, uh, uh, you know, scandals. We didn't have time to really look at you, but nonetheless, it's kind of like that guy Jamie Batiste, the uh, Nova Scotia, uh, and well, now he's an MP who who was you know caught making some very offensive tweets about Indigenous women and uh, and on you know whether or not quote unquote why do I assume every skinny Aboriginal girl is on crystal meth or pills and yet there he is the other day on TV talking about truth and reconciliation and the need to do better I'm like uh, like there's got to be an ounce of sincerity in politics I, I'm I'm begging for it. Or at least of, of cleverness in your cynicism, right? It's like, I, I'm desperate, okay? You don't have to be sincere. But could you at least make it credible? So, you know, this Robert Conquest's second law of politics is that the best way to explain the behavior of any, no, the third law, any large bureaucratic organization is to assume it's secretly controlled by a cabal of its enemies. Like the Canadian military is trying to clean up its... Uh, it's act with respect to sexual harassment. So senior people go golfing with the, mm, <laughs> the yeah. guy who's currently mm. under investigation. And, and with the liberals, like, yeah, let's just grab somebody unsavory in an opportunistic lunge. And with the Green Party, it's like, yeah, let's let's just you know have anti-Semitism just tear our party apart. Like, yeah. if, if you wanted to pollute the landscape, you've got to get rid of the Green Party. What would be the best thing that could possibly happen right now? You'd say, someone would suggest this, you'd say, oh, we'll never pull that off. No, that's that's too much. But thanks for the thought. It's just amazing that people could behave, people who who seem to lack principle could then behave in such an inept way, pragmatically. Uh, you think this is what they do, right? So you'd think they'd be better at it than this.
Yeah, well, nonetheless, we seem to excuse it an awful lot, and that's why it's taken root. None, uh, we will watch. We'll see what happens, but it uh, doesn't look good. John, appreciate your time. Thank you. John Robson, you can read him in the National Post also. He is the Executive Director of Climate Discussion and Nexus. So let's watch what happens uh, in the next few hours. But boy, oh boy, not good treatment for the new leader.